Are you single and don't give a single fuck what people think about that? Enter into a truly rewarding relationship with someone who fits like a glove. You. This is a day in the life of happily single. Welcome to the very first book club episode. These are going to be happening at the end of the month. And the goal behind this is to get some interaction from you, my listeners. What we are going to do is I am going to put a sign up form on my website. I will also list the book of the current month so you can pick it up and read it and come join me and we can talk about the books. I'm actually going to do this first one solo just because new podcast really hadn't thought this one out through all the way, but we're getting there. There'll be some kinks to work out. But that's okay. The very first book that I read for someone who is single is Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers by Sarah Gerber, PhD. This is what it looks like. When I first picked up this book, I got it because I was interested in the planning aspect. I'm a big planner. To me, the more I plan, the less I panic. And the more I plan, the better things actually go. I picked up this book with the hopes that I can work out a plan for my retirement, have things done early. I'm not forking out a ton of money later on or making plans down the line and just make my life a little bit easier. When I first started this book, I really noticed one thing about it. It was definitely geared to a much older audience. So in maybe two, three years from retirement. So someone in their 60s who have kids, who was married and widowed or widower. That's the one thing I really noticed right off the bat was the tone of the book. It definitely, I'm not their target audience at this stage in my life, but I did learn a lot. And what I really liked about this book was it actually had, let me see if I can find some here for you to see, is that they actually had little worksheets in the book. It allows you to write out your planning. This book was really individual story heavy. It was giving a lot of examples from different types of people in different situations. I ended up skipping a lot of that. I'm not super interested in other people's, especially people who have kids. I can't relate to that. I do end up skipping quite a bit of that. But for the most part, it was actually a really informative book. It gives you a scales. It really breaks down some of the planning stuff. Some of the stuff you really maybe not have not thought of. It was actually a good book. Like I said, I wasn't their target audience and that's okay, but I did get something out of it. If you had listened to our, a few of our last guests, some of the stuff they really talked about was knowing what you wanted and how you wanted to live your life, especially financially. If you need a certain amount of dollars to enjoy your life, how planning financially will help you keep that after you're not earning any money is a pretty big thing. That was one of the things that does talk about a little bit in the book, but what really I want to point out, and this is something recently that happened to someone I know, especially with an older parent, it's a little story time. Someone I know, his mom fell last week and she's got to be in her eighties. She broke her hip and broke her arm. She was home alone on the farm by herself when it happened. He was really upset because he's if my sister didn't go out, she could have died there and we would have never have known. It would have been a long time before we were made aware. And he was saying how he and his sister and his brother have been fighting with their mom to get her off the farm into a independent living facility where she still has all her freedom, but she's not alone. 
I think at some point as you get older, we get more stubborn. We don't like change, but we also have to think beyond that. So if you have a plan that you've made earlier when you are still of sound mind, I'm going to use, that you're not so stuck in your ways, that at this age, I have a plan to move into a facility where I still have my independence, but I'm safe. I have people around me who are checking on me. I have activities to do with my mental health, my physical health. And I know a lot of people who live on farms don't want to give up their privacy and their independence, but you really do have to think about the situations that could happen. And one of those, like my friend just had, is his mom falling and nobody being around. If you have nobody who's checking on you, and you fall, there's stories in the news of people who it's like years before someone checked on them and found their like bones. That's horrifying. Making the plans early, understanding what you want and doing it in a respectful way for all parties involved is I think always a good thing. I know that she talks about that in like chapter 13 about the the privacy, the automaty and the independence. But if you are gonna age in place, wherever you are, maybe some safeguards, maybe having a system put in. So if you fall, it notifies somebody. I have a friend, her watch, if she falls, it sends an SOS to the 911. If she does, then at least someone knows something's happened. And that's even for people who just have health issues. It's a good thing to have in place just in case something happens. I know I have my Samsung watch designed that if I'm out walking and I fall, it does send an SOS because I could be unconscious somewhere. At least someone can find me. One of the things she talks in chapter 12 is about the isolation and loneliness. And this is how I think those independent facilities are going to be really awesome. There's a few older people I've been talking to over the last little bit who have moved into these facilities. And especially over COVID, they have discovered that their mental health did much better because they still were around people that they were living with, they still had activities and they still had a social interaction. But then I talked to those who've been stuck in their houses. They have a, their mental health isn't doing well. Their physical health isn't doing well. And they have no social life because they can't go out and talk to anybody. And that's a really lonely life to live. So sometimes we think that we don't want to live in a facility, but you know what? It might be better. And they're not like they used to be. There's a lot of science that's gone into these facilities now. They have like cooking and wood shops and activities to keep you busy and outings and people to check on you, people to cook for you in some of them. It's definitely something to think about in this book. It makes you think. It it goes through a lot of things and it touches on a lot of stuff. I actually thought it was a good book. I have a couple chapters left in the back to finish up. For the most part, I enjoyed it. Again, I wasn't its target audience. I will see you guys in the next episode of Dana Life of Happily Single. Even though she's happily single, Brooke is also happily aware of all her listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have a subject or question you would like to hear talked about on the show, please comment below. Stay safe, stay sassy, stay single, and stay tuned in to more episodes of A Day in the Life of Happily Single. 